0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and everybody in between, welcome to another episode of the Jake Botel Football Experience. A pleasure to have your company today as we prepare to launch through the What If Gauntlet, the first annual What If Gauntlet, and putting his mind and body and soul, his very soul, on the line. Minnesota Jack, welcome back to the Jake Botel Football Experience Studio. Thank you. It's good to be back. It's good to be back talking football as it always should be. Like pulling on a pair of old familiar pants. Mm. Excellent. <laughs> I was listening to uh, the police sirens. <laughs> yeah, the they're moment. coming to get me. <laughs> yeah. I've been um, out too long. Yeah. Um... Uh, A rock playlist on Spotify this morning. Gotta say, Rush, uh, I can't remember the the song's just called Limelight or Living in the Limelight. Mm -hmm. It's a banger. Yeah. It's a good track. And the other one, yes, it's good credit music from Anchorman 1, but Carry On My Wayward Son by Kansas is actually a pretty damn good song. Anyway. um, It's good to get hyped before (laughs) you start a podcast. Carry on my wayward son. So good. You're going to get copyright strike for that now. Yeah, right? probably. <laughs> this was a yeah, mistake. It was, a, it was definitely a mistake. Um, so, have you got your mind and body prepared? Yes. Both the mind and the body. What about your
1: spirit? Your soul? Not yet. But by the time we start going, my spirit and my soul will be there. They're a little right. bit behind
0: today. Well, pray to Jesus because yeah. we're about to launch into the first annual What If Gauntlet! Let's get into the first annual What If Gauntlet. Now, it wouldn't have been fair to just ask one man to put his mind, body, and soul on the line for the first annual What If Gauntlet. And I thought as host, it was only fair that I also submit myself to the fires Mm. of the What If Furnace. But we'll start with you. Now, I think that I will go through and free-field... Free feel. I will, I will <laughs> freely all the... feel all the things. Uh, feel free to yes. play along at home, please. You could post your answers on social media, mm. if you like, at the JVFE on Facebook and Instagram. I believe that I'll go in the order that I sent you the yes, questions that's initially. Way. But sometimes I might throw you a curveball. But that's we'll right. start with... And this is actually. Do you have the list of quarterbacks for this? Yeah, for this question. Let me pull it up. Thank you. But the question, and I'll say it slowly, but Mm. so that the folks at home have everything that they need at hand. What if you had to replace your team's starting quarterback with one quarterback from another team? But they have to have been the starter for a losing team in 2019. Who would you pick? Now, the list included. Mm.
1: Matthew Stafford
0: from the Lions. Yes. Daniel Jones
1: from the Giants. Sam Darnold from the Jets. Ryan Fitzpatrick from the Dolphins. Bacon Mayfield from the Browns. Andy Dalton from the Bengals. Matt Ryan from the Falcons. The infamous Jameis Winston from the Buccaneers.
0: He's had his eye surgery now. Yes.
1: He'll be good. I'm sure of it. Kyla Murray from the Cardinals. Kyle Allen from the Panthers. Dwayne Haskins from Washington. Drew Locke from the Broncos. Derek Carr from the Raiders. Philippe Rivers. I think that's how you pronounce yes, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Philippe, yep. <laughs> Philippe Rivers uh, from the Chargers. Gardner Minshew from the Jaguars. And Jacoby set. Perfect! Yes! From the Colts. That's our list.
0: Alright, well, I throw this what one to you. On a buffet. A buffet of losing <laughs> quarterbacks from 2019. Well, what do you select? If we have the silver dish and we take yes. off the lid, what have you chosen?
1: I have chosen the young, the quick, the fumbler of Daniel Jones Ooh, from the Giants. Nice. Uh, my first instinct was um, Kyla Murray. Mm -hmm. because first overall pick, he's Mm -hmm. quick. It's all these things that I feel like the Vikings need. But there's that that bit of a maybe overhype for Kyler Murray where it's his first overall pick, there's a lot on his shoulders and he's got a lot of pressure. Whereas I feel like Daniel Jones has very similar um, traits to Mm -hmm. Kyler Murray but doesn't have the same amount of pressure that he does. Mm -hmm. Daniel Jones, he can throw well for... His first year, he had a pretty good um, completion percentage and QBR. And he can run the ball too, which, again, is the sort of thing that the Vikings need right now. And we'll go into Kirk Cousins later with another question. But what we do need is someone who can escape the pocket if it breaks. Mm -hmm. And Daniel Jones can do that. He has flaws, but so does everyone on this list. That's why they're on a losing Mm -hmm. team for the most part. Mm -hmm. But his issues are just turnovers with interceptions and fumbling. I think he fumbled the ball 18 times and 11 of those were lost. But I feel like those things can be practised out of you. Mm -hmm. I feel like what can't be learnt to the same degree is things like your arm strength and your speed and all these things. I feel like they can get better, but then they also get worse as you get older. Mm -hmm. Whereas I think... Turnovers and fumbles and deceptions; those things can be learned as you have more experience in the game.
0: For sure. Well, I went the number one overall pick from twenty nineteen. We I went Kyler Murray. Mm-hmm. Um, I just really like what he has to offer. There's a, I, actually, I actually thought this list of quarterbacks there were a few good options. Yeah. I thought maybe Matthew Stafford. He was not a like for like with Ben Roethlisberger for the Steelers, but you know someone who more similar. But I wanted to go something completely different. So I'd plug and play Kyler Murray. Mm. I think he's going to get a lot better over the next five years. Um, I don't know that he deserved to win offensive rookie of the season or rookie of the yeah. season or whatever he won. To be honest, this season there are, there are a lot of other guys who played really well, but I think he's going to justify that number one overall pick in years to come. Mm-hmm. But I like Daniel Jones as well. Question number two. Yes, What if you could swap two teams out of their division slash conference?
1: Mm. So this one, I think I understand the question if I don't, correct me. That's fine. So if I understand it correctly, two teams from two separate divisions and swap them. Yes, yes, okay. So this one is more of a like an OCD reason than a making it more competitive. but I want to swap Miami with Indianapolis because you've got in the AFC East, mm-hmm. is what Miami's in now. Yes. Yes. You've got New England up here in the top right. You've got the Jets. You've got Buffalo. And then Miami's right down here. Swap that with Indianapolis. Mm -hmm. Get, you know, Indiana's not right there, but it's closer. It's closer. (laughs) And make Miami go in the AFC South with Jacksonville and all these other teams. To me, that makes sense. I know that the divisions aren't sorted by geographical location, Mm.
0: but to me, that makes sense. Yes. And. Think back in history, it was the Baltimore Colts originally. Mm. So, you know, there we yeah, go. Yeah. Uh, but anyway. Uh, but I uh, look, mine's a similar thing, and I wasn't sure who I would swap them for. Um, so I just know the team that I want to get out of their current division. Mm-hmm. I don't know who I would swap them for. Yeah. And what's frustrating is some of the divisions are actually mm-hmm. <laughs> somewhat yeah. uh, geographically uh, minded. I want to get the Dallas Cowboys out of the NFC East. Mm. you've got New York, Philadelphia, Washington, Dallas. <laughs> I don't... It's uh, for the same geographical OCD reasons mm. as you with Miami, etc. Yeah, I want the Cowboys out of the NFC East. I don't know who I'd bring in. I don't know where I'd put the Cowboys. Just get them out of there. Maybe we could slowly work a way to get the Cowboys into the AFC South. Mm, that could be a way. Then you could have Houston the Dallas mm, that's not mm, a bad way to go mm, about it anyway I don't mm. know who we do but anyway that's, that's who I would want out and that's I'm not a good sure choice go That's a good choice. question number three yes in the what in if gauntlet mucking up my own branding here
1: that's right it's first time
0: <laughs> what if you had to replace your head coach for your current NFL team with one of the three head coaches of your division rivals who would you pick
1: I'm sure for a lot of other teams it might be a little bit more of a complicated question. It isn't for me. Yes. it's It's got to be Matt LaFleur from Green Bay. It's he almost good. got his team to the Super Bowl. He's a fairly... I don't know his age, but he seems fairly young for a coach. I think he's about 15. <laughs> he looks younger. <laughs> yeah. Um, so he's got a lot of time left in him. And he did well for... Again, I don't remember what Green Bay's record was before he came in, but my impression was it wasn't great. Mm. And then he got him almost to a Super Bowl. Right. So to me, that's better than the other two choices. So mm-hmm. I, as much as I disdain Green Bay Packers, <laughs> I'd have to go with them.
0: I may have leaned Matt Nagy. I don't know, but his obsession with kickers is sort yeah. of troubling. Um, I went in the uh, AFC North. I went with the Baltimore Ravens, John Harbour. If mm. I had to replace yeah. Mike Tomlin with someone, I'm personally a Mike Tomlin fan, but in mm-hmm. the, the fantasy of this question, yep. I would go John Harbour. Um, I just... I. I don't know what Stefanski's going to be at Cleveland, and I don't know what Zach Taylor's going to be at Cincinnati. Mm -hmm. So I would take John Harbour. Question number four in the what-if gauntlet. What if your starting quarterback was sucked into a time vortex by roaming time bandits and replaced in the present day by a quarterback from the yesteryears of your franchise? Which quarterback from the days of yore would now be taking snaps for your team In 2020. Mm.
1: I will plead ignorance for the fact that I am a new NFL fan. I don't have an extensive knowledge of our past quarterbacks, but I know a few. Well, this was an
0: invitation to
1: explore the history. It's true, (laughs) and I didn't take it. (laughs) But I do know one quarterback. Yes. From somewhat yesteryear. Mm -hmm. And it's he used to play for Green Bay. And then he went to Minnesota. And this is Brett Favre. Nice! Maybe not exactly the quarterback that we need, but it's the quarterback we deserve. (laughs) We need a Brett Favre back in Minnesota. I've seen him. Have you seen videos of him on Twitter just throwing the ball for fun? Man, he looks like he could still play. Get Kirk Cousins out of here. Brett Favre, come back, one-year contract,
0: get us to the Super Bowl. I'd take him for sure. I think he would too, even now. Yeah, Well, mine was, I cast back right now. The easy answer for the Pittsburgh Steelers would be to go, let's go the four-time Super Bowl winner, Terry Bradshaw. Mm -hmm. Could go that route. I chose not to. I chose to go for a guy who played with, who actually won the starting job off Terry Bradshaw for a small amount of time in the 70s, and that's Joe Gilliam Jr. Mm. I believe it's Jr. Anyway, Joe Gilliam. So, there's history with this guy. He was, I believe, the first black quarterback to play for an NFL, to wow. start for an NFL franchise. And, look, I tried to go back and find his statistics from college and that sort of thing because this guy went 39-3 and with his uh, college team, which was Tennessee State University, TSU. They won two back-to-back National Championships in 1970 and 71. Terry Bradshaw has admitted in interviews he thought that this guy was far more talented than he was. I think there is a lot to point to that Terry Gilliam was... Oh, Terry Gilliam. Joe Gilliam. Terry Gilliam's a friggin' Monty Python. Yeah, well, <laughs> if you want him as your quarterback, I won't, Joe I won't disagree. Gilliam, Joe Gilliam lacked an opportunity at that time, basically for matters of the colour of your skin, Mm. basically. And so if I could bring any quarterback from the Steelers' storied history to the present day and give them the fair opportunity that they deserve to express their talents, it would be Joe Gilliam. That's a um, much more heartwarming answer than mine. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think Brad Favre's a great answer, but but look, looking back through, there was a number of guys you could pick for the Steelers, but you know, I think you see interviews with this guy, um, and you know, if you look at the statistics that he produced in his limited starts in the NFL, nothing ever really s- jumps off the page at mm-hmm. you, but but what you hear of people who played with him, who trained with him. This guy was, you know, a total phenom, and you know, due to the era that he came into football mm-hmm. in, was denied uh, an opportunity to really fulfil his potential. So I would, yeah, I would bring Joe Gilliam back to quarterback the Steelers in twenty twenty, not Terry Gilliam, from the Monty Python's. Rest no. I'd in like the peace to see though, that. Though. Terry. I'd like to see that. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> Alright, question number five on the Mm. what-if gauntlet. What if the year is 2045 and the NFL is making an aggressive international thrust? Your team has been beaten into submission by the NFL heavies, known as the Goodell fellas, (laughs) and forced to relocate to a distant shore and set up shop on foreign soil. Where do you now play your football and why?
1: Mm. So this this seems like an obvious answer. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, it seems like I could give an obvious answer, given that the Vikings... It's a Nordic thing. Surely I'd pick Norway or Sweden. Sweden. Yeah, yeah. But I didn't. Because did what go? am I, a simpleton? No. <laughs> no. I went with Paris. We are the Paris Vikings. We are fulfilling this destiny from another universe where the Vikings went to Paris. Yes. Their raid was successful, and they took over France. Nice. We've got the red, white, and blue, which you know I love from... Australian rules football Yes Lovely jersey mm-hmm. We're there We're winning Super Bowls
0: Nice It's done I like it mm. The Paris Vikings Yes Very good No I like the backstory too yeah. That's very good What you got? Mo- Mine's a little more circumspect And I believe th- You already know it But I would move the Steelers To Germany I would set them up Somewhere in the uh, Steel Industry Towns uh, In Germany in uh, North Rhine-Westphalia mm-hmm. region. Um, I'm not exactly sure where. There's a bunch of good good places. But I also... The main reason that I chose this is because I just wanted to add a dash of red
1: to it the works. Steelers
0: uniform for the it black, gold and red of the German flag. Nice. I like that. Number six. What if you could take... I'm, I'm going to get a sound drop next year mm-hmm. for the what if. That's good. But anyway, like what... It. <laughs> what if, Jake put more time in developing sound drops, uh, what if you could take any player in the NFL and put them on your team, anyone from anywhere?
1: This seems, again, this seems like an obvious answer, but this time I am going to take the obvious answer. We're we'll going Pat Mahomes. Nice. Because I think he is the best player playing right now, and he's the kind of quarterback the Vikings need, mm-hmm. someone who can throw well but also run. So to me, it's pretty simple. Pat Mahomes.
0: All right. Well, I am going to go either Le'Veon Bell because mm. we had him, yeah, and then lost <laughs> and him. And we should have kept him. We should have found a way to make that work. So I'm either gonna, mm-hmm. if we could get Le'Veon Bell back, and I'm talking Le'Veon Bell before he sat out for yeah. a year, etc., or Travis Kelsey. Oh, the, that's
1: actually the Steelers
0: good really need a tight end. And so look, if we're living in the present day, they are what they are right now. Mm-hmm. I would choose Travis Kelsey. Get yeah, he is just a,
1: another. Little element to this Do question: it. Why Travis Kelsey over someone like George Kittle? Because that's an instantly when you talk to tight ends, mm. George Kittle is who I thought. Travis Kelsey is great, mm. and I feel like they're both toss-ups. Yes, but what points to one and not the other for you?
0: Well, I backwarded and forwarded mm-hmm. on um, on both. I think you could make a case for either. I flipped yeah. a coin and went Kelsey. There you we know, are. honestly, I think you could you could really you could go either guy. Mm-hmm. I like. Now I'm not saying Kittle isn't a receive, you know, a, a a great receiving tight end. He is, but I think they. I don't know I just went Kelsey. Yeah. I, I like what Kelsey offers. Fair um, and he won a Super Bowl, and the other didn't. Yeah, <laughs> there's that too. Well, that's to, yeah, yeah. Pick the winner. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, winners, winners. All right, but yeah, either way. Mm. Um, but yeah. If I could turn back time, I'm gonna get done for copyright again. But if I could turn back time, we we would find a way to make. Le'Veon Bell yeah. stay and nice. give him the money he wanted. Alright, what if you were Tom Brady and mm. you had the following offers on the table? Now, admittedly, some of you might be, oh, that offer doesn't even make sense. Look, in order to have a podcast, I didn't realise you had to be a qualified GM or you know, front office personnel member for the NFL. So, you know, excuse my ignorance, but this is a fantasy land and these are the offers that Tom Brady has on the ta- table in our what-if scenario. You have a one-year, thirty-five million-dollar offer on New England. So they said they'd pay a thing up to thirty, but they're they're gonna go more than that. Mm-hmm. Robert Kraft's gonna sprinkle in a little more of that uh, Patriots guap. Um, one year, thirty-five million in New England, with the promise of new offensive weapons surrounding you. You've got two years, sixty million in San Francisco. Two years, sixty million in Vegas with the Raiders, 2 years 60 million in Tennessee or 2 years 60 million in LA with the Chargers. Mm. So the Patriots they're only going to give you a 1 year deal but they're going to give you a little more per year. Where mm. are you going? Where are you playing your football in 2020, Tom Brady? This this is a tough one. Mm. Cuz
1: for a while as all this stuff was happening, I was thinking surely Brady just stays. He becomes that one team quarterback. He's played so well. The Patriots aren't a bad team. He'll get some new weapons, all that. But I was watching... um, I'm a big fan of Pat McAfee's podcast. Mm -hmm. He's got a great podcast. It's funny and informative. And he made a really, really great case Mm -hmm. for him going to San Francisco. Mm -hmm. And I won't repeat it word for word because I don't remember it, but it was a good take. And essentially, it's a really good win-win scenario. Tom Brady goes back to his... I don't know if he grew up in San Francisco, but California is his... Mm you know yeah. where he came from so he goes back home has a couple years of success because San Francisco is a good team obviously mm-hmm. they're in the super bowl they're a good team goes back there he's got some weapons he's back home finishes off strong it won't be there won't be the risk of staying with the patriots and they, they continue to go down at least he'll get to get moved into a really good team on the flip side the way it's a win win is the fact that the way that I see this happening and the way that most people would see this happening is a trade. Mm-hmm. And then Jimmy G goes to New England, mm-hmm. which again would be a win for the Patriots. Bill Belichick gets his protege back, mm-hmm. right? gets a young quarterback that he can turn into Tom Brady 2.0. Mm-hmm. To me, that seems like the best of all of all those options. Although, staying with New England could be good. I just think there is that risk of... Him staying and they just continue to drop down, so that, that's why I'd go with San Fran.
0: This is the hard thing for me in, in analyzing this question. Now, for most of the off season so far, I know we're only a couple of months in, but I've been of the impression that <clears throat> you know staying with the Patriots, it's a no brainer. Get you get get the goat locked mm-hmm. up. You know, stay with a t- stay in a scenario that you're comfortable with. The longer this goes on where he hasn't got a contract with the Patriots and the further towards free agency Mm. that he hits and starts getting big offers from other teams, I think the less likely it is that he stays in New England. I think the problem in New England is... I think, you know, people always talk about how Tom Brady, you know, he's taken pay cuts in order for them Mm. to keep the team built up around him. I think he's wanting an acknowledgement of what he's done. You know, I'm totally assuming from, you know, from a very far distance, you know. I don't think Balichek's the kind of guy who's going to bend and kiss the ring. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I think Balichek is, you know, he's he's the don in, in New England. I think... I think it makes so much sense... For them to lock this up for another year, get it all done, get some weapons around, you know, get, get weapons in. I mean, this is a team that made the playoffs again. They went 12-4 yeah. and four or something, or whatever mm-hmm. it was. Like, But, if I... As I become more and more doubtful about whether that'll happen, I could see Tom Brady, if I was Tom Brady... I would sign 60 million two years in Vegas with the Raiders. Mm-hmm. The reason being, I think John Gruden likes veteran quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. I think he is... a You know, Gruden is one of those passionate competitors. I think he and Brady could have an interesting dynamic mm. and relationship. I think that being part of something like the move out to Vegas yeah could be appealing to Brady in trying to... You know, everyone's always said, you know, Vegas sports teams don't work.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: They don't work. You can't make it happen. Yeah, yeah. I think there would be an appeal for Brady to be the man who broke down the wall yeah. and made a Vegas franchise work. I think there's more than just football in this. I think there's a, there's a brand opportunity. Mm-hmm. He gets two years, which I think takes him to his age 45 season, yeah. which is where he's always said he wants to play to 45. Mm. So you get that two-year attempt, and I think it's another opportunity to continue building his TB12 brand. Yeah, um, I'd have him going to Vegas. If, if, mm. That's what I would choose if I was Tom Brady. Um, I think the Raiders are a team with still a cornucopia of draft capital that they could build around him. Um, Yeah, I'd have him go to Vegas. But but I think New England should find a way to keep him. Uh, Alright, number 8 in the What If Gauntlet. What if you had the power to blast one NFL franchise into outer space? Who would be jettisoned into the great beyond?
1: Now, I'm I'm a pretty peaceful guy. (laughs) (laughs) So, I don't really want to jettison anyone. I feel like everyone's here... Let them do what they want to do. That being said, this is a question I'm being asked. It is a what-if gauntlet. So, of course, Green Bay is going to kiss the moon. (laughs) They're out of here. Not only do I have disdain for them, because they're a rival of the Vikings, but get them out of here. They keep stealing our division, especially now that they've got Matt LaFleur in. Get them out of here. We'll win a few divisions, maybe a conference championship, maybe a Super Bowl. Then they can come back. Once they can you know, build a rocket and make their way back down to Earth, we would have won some championships, they can come back. But for right now, get out of here. Okay, That's what I fair say. enough.
0: I thought... <laughs> the moon is made out of cheese. It's true. Cheese heads yes. From Green Bay! Get uh, them there. What? Okay, so... Uh, I was about to launch into the question again. Um... For me, this was a toss-up between two teams. and It was the Cincinnati Bengals or the Houston Texans. Mm. Now, the reason that the Houston Texans survived this is because Deshaun Watson plays for them, and I think Deshaun Watson can make this team one of the more exciting teams to watch across the next blah, blah, blah years. Mm. The problem I have with the Houston Texans is the Houston Texans! Like, I don't know. I'm just bored. I'm bored. Like, what... (laughs) Why not something else? What a, the, the, specifically the part that bothers me with the name is Texans. Mm.
1: Great, lack the creativity. Exactly. You're just describing the, the state Texan. you come from.
0: Why not the Houston Bulls or something? You know they've got a, you know they've got a the the, the Houston Steers or the, you know, yeah. I don't know. The Houston Oilers was a good name. Yeah. But they moved to Tennessee. All right. So, look, I think I'm going to blast the Bengals into space. Does that include Joe Burrow, though? Or is that? I'm gonna blast them into space before. Oh, he's just 20... about to. hear yeah, rides yeah. at Cincinnati, and they're
1: just <laughs> in in the sky. Donsky. It's actually good that way. We don't have to watch Joe Burrow in an awful team.
0: Yeah, and this is hard. Like, like I said, but for just Deshaun Watson, mm. I, I probably would have blasted Houston out. But
1: why can't this be the little Mexican girl in the ad and go? Why not both? <laughs> That's an option, yeah?
0: Sure. Let's blast... Hey, and that's actually good. It keeps the uh, number of teams in the NFL even. Oh, there we go. 30 teams. We're, not, right. we're not disrupting the NFL. We wouldn't do that. No. And we will put Deshaun Watson on the Indianapolis Colts mm. for 2020. There, there you go. go. Uh, so. uh, solving all the problems of mm-hmm. the NFL universe. Number nine. This one is specifically for you, but I'll answer it as mm-hmm. well. And, you know, viewers at home play along as well. Viewers at home. You know. <laughs> on Channel Listeners, 9. Listeners. What if you held the power to re-sign Kirk Cousins at the end of the 2020 season, but you had to do it today without knowing how he's going to look in the coming year? Would you sign him? Yes or no? And it's a three-year deal, by the way. Oh, three-year. Okay. It's a three-year. specific. Okay. I would
1: re-sign him, but not with a whole lot of confidence. Mm. The reason I would is... Who's gonna replace him? That's anywhere near as good as he is. Our backup
0: tank for Trevor, Trevor Lawrence. I don't want a tank. I want. To... <laughs> we're so
1: close. I feel like our, our. I've only seen our backup play once mm-hmm. in that final game of the regular season last year when we were resting everyone. He looked absolutely awful for NFL standards. I'm sure maybe in college he was okay, like, but in the NFL was just disgustingly not good. Like, I just would watch him play and go, what are you even, what are you even doing? And I get it. You're a backup and you're coming into a game. It's not like, I feel like anyone would do that. Mm. So it's not like he's out of the ordinary. But the point being, if we didn't re-sign Kirk Cousins, that guy's going to get chucked in there. I don't want that. Kirk Cousins has a lot of flaws, and the flaws are actually really bad if they come into play. But otherwise, he's a really good quarterback. His touchdown-to-interception ratio is really good. He's got a good QBR. He won a playoff game. I know people like to say that, well, the Saints just didn't play well. That's why they won. It was a close game. The Saints could have easily won two. Mm. We just did. Mm -hmm. So he won us a playoff game. He's a good quarterback. So for the the fact that we don't... Right now, because I'd have to re-sign him this moment, because we don't have anyone to fill in that's anywhere near as good as he is, to me it's a no-brainer. But if we give him that 3 year deal we've got to start building for a replacement now like okay kirk 3 years this is your shot to give us a super bowl if you don't if you don't you're out and we're going to start looking for someone that that's how i look at it but i don't know it's it's tough because yes he's a great quarterback but there the flaws that are within him can be targeted so easily you just need to just need to rush him. Mm. It's as simple as
0: that, just rush him and then you've won the game. My answer to this and I I answered was mm. yes, I would sign for the 3-year deal. It's the coach, not Cousins. That's mm. my feeling. I think that I don't think there's I think there are that there are super bowl enough super bowl winning pieces in play in Minnesota. I think it's your coach worse quarterbacks than Kirk Cousins have have won mm-hmm. super bowls. Yes, I'd sign him up. I think he's in the top half of quarterbacks, and that's a hard thing to find. Yeah, that's a good take. So, yes, I would. Number 10. What if you were a fly on the wall? Where in the NFL would you hang out, and who would you want to listen in on? Tom Brady's house.
1: (laughs) I want to listen and figure out where he's going. For me, I was thinking, oh, you know, which locker room and all that, but really it is. It's Tom Brady's house. I want to fly in, be on the kitchen wall, and listen to him talking about where he's going to go, because it's... It's taking too long. We want to know, Tom. Where are you going? Are you staying? Are you going? You're holding up everyone else. Let's go.
0: Yeah. Well, I think I would probably go roll with something similar. I just realised I didn't have to have an answer to this question, but I think I would, I would roll similar mm-hmm. on that. Um, that or maybe Bruce Arian's office trying mm-hmm. to see what they're thinking about their quarterback situation. It's not mm. as spicy as the the Tom Brady. It doesn't thing, need to be but, spicy. But yeah, that's another one, the one I'd be interested to see who's in Tampa Bay. Yeah. Uh, number 11, as we cross into the second half <gasps> yes! of the What If Gauntlet. We'll try and crack through, bringing that high-octane energy. What if you had to choose a quarterback with either brilliant physical traits and throwing mechanics, but flawed decision-making, or a quarterback with brilliant decision making but flawed physical traits and throwing mechanics which would you choose
1: I'd go with mind over body I feel like both aspects can be improved but I think
0: your physical traits can be improved to a stronger degree than your mind Absolutely agree I'm going with brilliant decision making over flawed physical traits and throwing mechanics put a few years into a guy I think you can improve things with mm. you know with the sports science we have now good instincts for 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 uh you know, where to throw, when to throw, yeah. who to throw to. Uh, mm-hmm. Something that's hard to train in. Yeah. Alright, question number 12 in the What If gauntlet. What if you had to choose a five-person flag football team based on characters from the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Who would be your quarterback, your running back, tight end, wide receiver one, and wide receiver two? Mm. This was... There's a few choices to yeah, go with. There's a It's a great draft. And...
1: I had an answer for the quarterback up until I walked into the oh. studio, and then I changed my mind. Tell me. My quarterback is Doctor Strange. Oh. Now, the reason I've gone with Doctor Strange yes. is he doesn't need a strong arm. He just throws it into his little portal, and it goes right <laughs> down into the end zone. <laughs> Simple as that. He doesn't need a strong arm. He's got strong physics. So nice. that's why I go with for quarterback. Tight end is the Hulk. Nice. Right? He's strong enough, and I'm sure he can catch with his giant hands. Yeah. He's, you know, multifaceted. Running back... I don't know, I feel like... Can we go with characters that have died in, yes. in the movies? Okay, then i go with Quicksilver.
0: Nice, He's quick, you can oh, get like
1: through it. those gaps before He's you know Quicksilver. it. Quicksilver. Yes, <laughs> who would have thought? And my wide receivers, I'm going with Iron Man and War Machine. Because they can fly.
0: Oh, nice, like, yep. uh, team chemistry. Exactly, yeah. They know too. each
1: other. I think that works out well.
0: Alright, well, mine is at quarterback... It's America's quarterback, Captain mm. America. Oh, there we go. Uh, just, you know, great mental traits. That's true. I mean, he's got mm. a good arm, too, yeah. with that shield. He looks like Tom Brady. That's... <laughs> and he's got America's ass. Yes. Uh, my running back is Black Widow. Ooh. Now, Black Widow, the reason I picked Black Widow is because I think in a number of big situations in the MCU, she came through in a big spot. Mm. Made the ultimate sacrifice, too. Was prepared to put her body on the line for the betterment of the universe. I think she'll put her body on the line for the team. Mm. In critical short yardage situations, I think Black Widow is a gritty player at running back. Uh, My tight end would be Thor, the God of Thunder. Uh, Wide receiving core of Spider-Man, them sticky hands. Mm, That's true. Nice. And Black Panther. Now, look, out of the whole MCU draft uh, pool, I think Black Panther may be the single best athlete. Mm. I also think I would use Black Panther in tandem at times with Captain America at quarterback. I'd run a bit of Wildcat and Trickery. Wildcat! They they, Ah. they were my two choices for quarterback. It was Black Panther Ah. or Captain America. And in some ways, I'll probably use them interchangeably. A Taysom Hill action. Absolutely. So, Mm. I'm happy with that. Alright. Number 13. What if you were the league commissioner for a day and you could remove one rule from the game? What would you remove and why?
1: This was easy for me. I've thought of this ever since I started watching the NFL. Mm-hmm. If you fumble the ball and it goes out of bounds, it automatically goes to the defence. To me, that seems... Or, you know, the other team. Yes. To me, it, it seems unfair that... I get it. If you can manage to recover your own fumble, mm-hmm. good job. You have put in the work to make sure that that doesn't become a turnover. Mm-hmm. But if you fumble the ball and it goes out of bounds... I feel like it's only fair that it, the toss up should go towards the other team because they were the ones who
0: caused the fumble. Mm. So that one seems obvious to me. So okay, yep. Yeah. And so I went with removing the false starts on offense. Oh yeah, there myth. is nothing that bothers me more than you know an offensive lineman or like just any of the mm. movement. Yeah. Like, the tiniest move. You watch, like, the CFL where you've got five different receivers yeah. running in motion at all times. I'm not saying drastically change it, but we've got to find a way to limit. Like, offensive linemen, you've got someone like Aaron Donald about yeah. to storm down your throat and you're like, ah! yeah. And, you know, you just move the slightest bit and it's a penalty. That's just one of the rules that really bugs me. Yeah. Um, false it's starts on annoying. offense. and um, Yeah, to a degree... I, I get why it's so you're not gonna gain some advantage, yeah. but isn't it as simple as just resetting?
1: Or even kind like you're own. allowed to move, but you can't move your position. Like you're allowed to move your Body. arms or whatever, but yeah, yeah, but you're not allowed to move forward. Like I feel like that seems.
0: And I guess like the that. problem is you know then you're trying you know in moving you could like try and lure people off sides or anything. But I don't know I think there's a way to to
1: yeah. There's to, a way. There's
0: a way to make. There's this. A, if there's
1: a will, there's a way.
0: Yes. And there's no will, I think. That's the problem. There's no will. But Mm. there is a way for me. Mm. Alright, number 14. What if you could guarantee... Now, this could go to anybody's team, really. But this one's specifically addressed to Minnesota Jack about the Vikings. But it could be your team as well. Particularly if you're a long-suffering franchise... What if you could guarantee to see the Vikings win a Super Bowl in the next five years but then know that the team would fold within the decade due to an excessive Super Bowl party bill that leaves the organisation destitute? This is tough. This is a tough one.
1: Because as much as I want a Super Bowl, I do like the Vikings. I don't want them to fall apart. But... It comes down to this for me. Mm -hmm. If my reasoning for why we wouldn't get the Super Bowl is, well, we want to stay around. Why are we sticking around? We're sticking around to get a Super Bowl. So might as well just get that Super Bowl. If we just stay around, yeah, we, might, we may or may not get a Super Bowl. We might as well guarantee it. Yeah, we fall apart, okay, it's not great, but hey, we got the thing that we're there to win. At least we got one.
0: And by the sound of it, you also would experience the greatest party on earth. Yeah, that sounds pretty good. <laughs> Alright, so, I mean, it's got to be a big party to send an NFL franchise into uh, financial peril. Yeah, more money, more fun. (laughs) Love it. Number 15. What if you could invite three figures from any point in the NFL's history to dinner? Who would be at your table? Mm. Minnesota Jack.
1: Well, firstly, correct me if I got his name wrong. Paul Brown?
0: Yes, correct.
1: I would... would, It would be so fascinating to talk Mm. with him about what he turn the NFL into I feel like that would be really fascinating um I know he's still playing now but I would still include him I'd like to talk with Tom Brady I feel he's been around for a while and he seems like a pretty cool dude that also knows a lot about football and and being a leader I feel like that would be a really interesting conversation and Stefan Diggs because he seems like a funny dude that would have a lot of interesting things to say at the dinner table that's my three nice
0: Okay, mine would be Doug Williams, uh, Jim McMahon, and Bill Curry. Uh, Doug Williams because I think he had one of the more interesting careers uh, in the NFL. I believe he spent some time. I don't know if it was in USFL, but an, but another league anyway. Um, I should have done a little bit more research on that on where exactly that was. But won the Super Bowl with Washington. Um, Jim McMahon, or Jim McMahon, uh, just seems like a really interesting guy to talk to. Also a Super Bowl Mm. winning quarterback. And Bill Curry, who won uh, Super Bowls with both the uh, Green Bay Packers and the Baltimore Colts. Interesting dude uh, who has some really interesting um, thoughts on his transition from, I believe, playing football in Alabama and then to sharing a diverse locker room when he got to the NFL Mm -hmm. um, with people from different ethnic backgrounds and that sort of thing and how it opened his eyes and changed his perspectives on on life. So, those three guys. Number 16. Mm. What if you could successfully steal the mobile phone of any NFL player, coach or front office staff? Whose phone would you steal and what would you be looking to find out?
1: So this is in a similar vein to the Tom Brady one because mm. I was going to say Tom Brady and I was like I've already said Tom Brady for a very similar question but my answer is similar to the whole Tom Brady thing. I'm taking Stefan Diggs's phone Ooh. because I want to know where he's going. I want to know if we're going to have because I know that he has there's a bit of friction you know in the, in the locker room mm. but he's a good receiver and I want to know today if he's leaving or not because if he's leaving we can try and figure out something in the draft or free agency. Whereas if he kind of just leaves us in the lurch, it might be too late. I want to know are you going? And if you are, just
0: let us know. We want to know now. Mm. For sure. Mm. All right. I would be John Gruden. Uh, mm. I would uh, steal John Gruden's phone or Mike Mayock, one of the. Because I want to know what we're thinking on Derek Carr.
1: Ah, yeah. That's
0: a good one. What if you could see a cage fight between any two NFL coaches, who would they be and why?
1: I'm going to go with two fairly young coaches because I feel like you're going to see a little bit more athleticism out of the younger <laughs> coaches, which I think would be more interesting to see in a in a cage fight. I'm going with Matt LaFleur, who we've already mentioned is is 14 years old. Yeah. So he's going to have a lot of youth in him. Yeah. But I'm going to go with someone who's going to win. This guy's going to win. Not maybe because he's super strong. But because of his assassin abilities, Ah. we're going with Kyle Shanahan.
0: Those two. So we've got in the red corner, fighting Mm. out of San Francisco, Kyle, the assassin Shanahan. Yes, yes. And in the green and yellow corner, Matt, the kid, LaFleur. (laughs) I'd pay money for that. Absolutely. Well, I want to see John Gruden square up with Sean McVay. Oh, man. Now, Sean McVay spent a bit of time working for John Gruden. And I want to see, you know, the father versus the son yeah. kind of match. My other one was uh, Kyle Shanahan versus McVeigh. What I would say, I'm going to pick Gruden McVeigh, and presumably Shanahan takes down the kid Lafleur. Yeah, if McVeigh with his youth. Takes down Gruden, but Gruden's going to be a tough out. Oh, yeah, I think Gruden, his age is maybe a little bit mystifying. Maybe we could do winners advance and get a uh, Sean McVay, Kyle Shanahan, mm. um, brutality bowl because that'd be, that'd be uh, yeah, that'd be a good one. Yeah. All right, number eighteen. What if you? And the other thing is, I'm pretty sure John Gruden's son does UFC fighting. Oh,
1: there you go. He does a bit of training. Yeah. Gets yeah. ready for the fight. Come on,
0: Dad. You can I'll do it. Be, yeah. I believe in you. Alright, number 18 in the What If Gauntlet. What if you could, through dark wizardry and arcane science, give one NFL player particular traits of any animal on the Mm. planet? What would you choose and why?
1: I would give Kirk Cousins the speed of a cheetah. He needs that speed to get out of the pocket. He needs to run around a bit.
0: I think that'd be good. I'd give him the cheetah speed. Nice. Well, I would gift to Juju Smith-Schuster the sticky hands... Of a gecko, Ooh. nothing right. would slip out of yes. those microfiber <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> mitts. All right, so that's what I would do. Uh, number nineteen. What if you could ask Bill Belichick one question without ending up buried beneath Gillette Stadium?
1: I don't know. I feel like the obvious one is just, "What is Tom Brady thinking?" What are you thinking? Even maybe not so much. What is Tom, where does Tom Brady want to go? I would probably ask, what do you see for the Patriots in the future? Do you see the future with Tom Brady? Do you see it with Jimmy G? Where do you see the Patriots going? Because he probably is the best coach around, and he probably has a bit of a master plan for where New England's going to go. So I would probably ask him, what does the future look like for New England? Alright,
0: my first question would be where are the bodies? Uh, No, no, but my question would be did you actually want to trade Jimmy G? Uh, Ah, nice. That's a good one. Alright, the final question in the (laughs) uh, the, uh, What If Gauntlet, the first annual JBFE Mm. What If Gauntlet is what if you were being held hostage by an international group of assassins and you had to choose a team of three people ...from the NFL... ...to rescue you... ...using any means necessary... ...who would they be... ...and why?
1: So for me... ...leading the charge... ...is Tom Brady. He's got the mind... ...he's got the leadership... ...he's got the experience... ...of leading a team... ...I'd get him involved. I would... ...I would take someone... ...like... ...a George Kittle... Mm -hmm. ...who's strong quick enough um, who can figure out and sort out what needs to be done in a tough situation. Mm -hmm. I feel like he's got those skills. And then I was thinking, well, I want someone with military experience. So I looked up some NFL players who have been in the military and there's this guy who plays for the Steelers. Oh, He's a... Uh,
0: Alejandro Villanueva? That's it. He's the dude.
1: He's... Looks strong, looks beefy, but also he ha- has military experience, which I, think, which I think would actually be useful in saving my life.
0: So they're, they're my three. Alright, nice. Well, I'm going to steal Alejandro Villanueva yep, from take him. you, so I'm going, to, I'm going to put him in. Now, so I've got Villanueva. I'm also going to put Kyle Shanahan mm. in as sort of the, uh, the overseer. Maybe yeah. he's in the truck.
1: Mm, directing he's got the earpiece in. yeah
0: exactly but then I'm also going to choose Lamar Jackson and the reason I'm choosing Lamar Jackson is because I really like Lamar Jackson's leadership yeah and I think he could he could do the uh, the sort of the Mission Impossible uh, team leader thing yeah I think he's competitive I think Mm. he's a fighter I think he wants to get the job done no matter what the job is yeah so I, would th- I think that's what I'd go. I-, I struggled to find a third. I knew I wanted Kyle Shanahan. I knew I wanted Lamar Jackson. But I'll go Alejandro Villanueva we go. as well for it's his military league. experience. I could also throw in Mike Vrabel. Maybe I'll do that. Yeah. I'll put Mike Vrabel in instead um, a-, a more mature mm. in age. While,
1: while we're swapping players out, I think I'd, I would get rid of George Kittle yes. because I've already got someone who's on the stronger side. Mm. I would swap him with Tyreek Hill. Quick, small, nice. and get in little angles. I think he'd be pretty useful. Yes. Yeah.
0: Excellent. Well, congratulations. Mr. Made, made it through. The first annual What If Gauntlet on the JBFE. I hope you folks have had fun playing along at home. You'll have to submit more questions for the next annual What If Gauntlet gauntlet, Uh, but I'm going to be back with another episode recapping uh, LFA and XFL action in the next couple of days. Continue to get in contact, send me your football stories as I've asked for in previous episodes, want to tell your story, want to share your footballing stories. Thanks so much for being involved, Minnesota. And until next time, you've been great. We have been reasonable. Mm -hmm. It's the JBFE. Thanks so much for listening.